can't believe that you haven't seen it Love it so much you really gotta stream it Let me tell you every line right now I can quote the whole thing since I was 12 Maybe your mom told you no She said she wouldn't give you any money to go And that's why Movies we missed Hey Hey, hey! Welcome to another episode of Movies We Missed. I am your host, Brandon Greenhouse, and this is my lovely adjacent co-host, Jane Fragglehammer. How are you doing today, Janie? Good. I thought you were broken during your intro, because normally you do a quick hey, hey, hey. Yeah, I know. I just switch it up to keep the fans on their toes. Um, Before we get into the episode, um, I did want to let you all know, people are often blowing up my inbox wondering, like, how do we get a hold of you? How do I get, like, to spend more time with you? Um, I've uploaded Jane's uh, personal address so that you can reach her. She's basically my secretary. Um, And so uh, you can keep track of us if you want to um, find us over on um, ooh, Facebook or Instagram, you can find us at Movies We Missed. Or if you want to take a peekaboo, peekaboo, I see you over at our Twitter account that is now at, we have more followers now than um, Forever President Barack Obama. This is wild. Um, I don't know how we got into hundreds of millions, but I mean, I take the blessing. Thank you all. Uh, and uh, Jane, it's so lovely to see you. Um, I gave you an interesting nickname today. Did you peep it? You did. You called me Jane Fraggle Hammer, I think it was. I did, because I thought it would lead us into our first like exciting point, which is that there's no Fraggle Rock is back. It's fine. I don't really care because I'm not going to watch it. And you'll watch it if I tell you to watch it. And you'll watch <laughs> it if I force you to. Why doesn't it work the other way around? When I tried to get you to sit down and watch Hype House with me... You could. What is Hype House? What are you talking about? It's... Remember, like, a couple weeks ago, it was like... Why are you already show... embarrassed? <laughs> I'm not, who says I'm embarrassed? You already, your face is smattered with shame <laughs> before you even get into the descriptor. What'd you try and give me to watch? I don't remember this. It's called Hype House. It's actually, I'm not, I'm not proud. I'm not proud. But you and I watched some shit. And this was definitely like on that list. And it was um, that like reality show about, <laughs> it actually is really embarrassing now that I'm saying it out No, loud. say it. Look at your truth. <laughs> That reality show with like that house of like YouTube personalities. Oh god, that looks so boring. That was ugh. that was like that, that house was beige. That looked so boring. I thought there would be some like good lifeless like, children. I there some good arguments for us to weigh in on. I don't like. See, here's my you thing. And I though. like to choose a side when it comes no, to reality show. No, but here's show the thing about me though, and you know this about me. I don't like okay. youth running amok. You don't. And, and there, you I want if you're gonna give me like a group of like grizzled like divorcees, <laughs> like <laughs> drinking boxes of Franzia and like hurling vicious insults at each other, like based on like years of friendship. That's preferable. Where's my seat? Because like that's what I'm here for. In every but you sense don't of want the, word. the youth. You don't want. You don't want to hear from what, the youth. they don't. They haven't. They don't know. They don't. They haven't lived yet. You know what I mean? Like I. I want yes. like. I want like a. Uh, I want a wily middle-aged woman who's got nothing to lose. That's what I want. <laughs> I guess that is, I mean, I love like to- 
totally clueless, like, 20-somethings, because it, I think it gives me a feeling of superiority, because mm. I rarely have that. And so I need it in my life, where I'm like, these idiot 20-somethings who are rich, who don't know how to do anything, and are stupid, and emotional and messy and I'm like <laughs> what an idiot as if I wasn't the same. I was the same as them when I was 20 but I just wasn't rich what are you now <laughs> I'm asking I don't know uh, I, I don't know I that would be for you to fill in I would as 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 my you know as my close friend, I would love to hear. For, for I feel you. like you were going to say closest, and I feel like you were also going to say best. And I felt you going through your little Rolodex because you're trying to keep <laughs> uh, you're trying to keep people gassed up, thinking that they're closer to you than I am. And I think let's take a moment to the call for the stage. Not what I was trying. To I felt you trying to be diplomatic. <laughs> okay, can uh, like, we need to cut that because I want to take that again. <laughs> the green say, party as, over here. As your <laughs> as your closest friend, Ford. I would love to hear your take on it for me. Did you own it? Did you say best friend? I said my closest friend. Did you say closest friend a second time, even after I called you out for it the first time? Give it an opportunity to correct yourself. Wait, I thought that was the right thing, because at first I said close friend, and then you were like, do you mean closest friend? Well, because you're not using the word best Okay, I'll do it again. I'll take it and say best. I'm not. God, I'm not I feel to... at this point I'm holding you hostage. <laughs> I feel like I got a gun up your head. No, you are my best friend. But as we've discussed, I and we've talked about this before, best friend is a tier. No, I agree with you. Okay, but good. you know, as in all but tiers, I... is it? <laughs> but... <laughs> but also, I do hate that you called me up because I, I did lie about it, and I am trying to be diplomatic because there are people who are my best friends. But of I course, don't want them I know you're a liar, and I... that's part of why I'm your best friend. Because <laughs> I accept you just like you are. You don't have to put on makeup for me. You can wear your hair in this gross bun, and I'm not going to say anything about it because I love you, and I think you're beautiful just like you are. I was actually waiting for how long it was going to take you to call me out on how disheveled I look today. It looks like you tussled it before this started. Like you, like, it looks like you were like, I'm going to, I'm going to run my, I'm going to run this, let me get this Brillo pad really quick and rub it over my head. And then I'm going to go in and I'm going to say, Brandon says something. (laughs) I promise you, none of this was intentional. I just, it's like, it's like, I just have done nothing to myself today. Jane does, the thing is, Jane doesn't have to do anything to herself because she's naturally very beautiful. So like, she, she she gets away with a lot because she's got flawless skin and not today. I've got this huge thing going on right here. That'll be gone people, tomorrow, though. The people can't see it, but it's not good. And it it just set the tone for the day, I feel like. I was like, what's this mess on my face? And so... I get it. And also, I feel like if I wore makeup, like, if I had a blemish, I would just be like, ugh, I'm not going to, like, I don't want to put anything on. Like, I'm not going to put anything on. Unless you're, like, going somewhere. It's like, what's right. the point? Yeah. And it's like, what am I doing? I'm working from home in my little room all day, and then I'm recording from my little room in for the podcast all, all night. I keep so like, also meaning to ask you, by the way, how is your OnlyFans going? <laughs> it's really good. Be, and it does really well because it's just close-ups of my blemishes. And people really love it. They pay top dollar for it. Are you still... What were you going by? Blemish Barbie? Um, Blemish Barbie. Um, Belinda Blemish. Um, Patty Pimple. Um, and then also, baby blem, right? Baby blem, <laughs> baby blem. 
that's when you wear the the pigtails. Yeah, right? that's when I do. Well, that's when I wear the pigtails and I have the pacifier, and then like you zoom in on. All and you call stuff. like the wealthy businessman, and you're like, "Where's my hundred k? Baby Blem is sad. <laughs> Baby Blem needs her money. Oh my god, I hate it. Take it out. Take it out. Take it out. Take it out. Um. So yeah. So. We've Jane traveled down a road and we've traveled down a million roads. We have not finished a single thought in this conversation. So I think it's best to just leave it all on the floor and I talk agree. about the movie. I agree. Um, mm-hmm. I had a little birdie earlier um, tell me, like Cinderella mm-hmm. style, like an actual bird. Oh, um, wow. I'm enchanted like that. Um, mm-hmm. I had a little birdie tell me that you had written a synopsis of the 2000. Um, movement masterpiece that is um center stage Mm -hmm. i did i did um the movie i chose this week is 2000 center stage and i will go ahead and we'll just get through the synopsis so we can dive right in how does that feel to everybody and it is it is isn't it pronounced um theatre ronde center stage (laughs) is that what is in french I know that you didn't respond to the last thing I said because you were Googling how to say that in French. <laughs> oh, no, I actually was not Googling it. Now I'm actually going to Google it, though. Okay, not at all. <laughs> <laughs> That's how much I don't know French that I was like, that tracks. <laughs> I like that you were going to give me that, though. I, I like that you heard no that and you idea. were like, well, you, were clearly looking, it. <laughs> you were clearly looking at something else. So I was like, oh, he's I was, looking this up. I was on baby. I was on your baby blend only fans account because how dare you? I've been like, subscribing dare to you it. Break eye contact with me during this Zoom meeting. Oh, my God. Now I feel like I'm one of your your men now that you're like getting the money out of and you're like punishment you will venmo me a thousand dollars i already i'm subscribed to your OnlyFans. i pay you six pence a month (laughs) and i'm none the richer and these photos are not there you're not posting enough to demand this kind of moolah i'll say that (laughs) all i have to say is people are paking i get like you don't even get a whole foot you get like part of a toe you I would once never. every fortnight, and it's just you, like you know, I would never include a foot in any of my only. It's fans. one toe, and it's got a little coming in. Ew! And it's peekaboo. And it's can like, I? Ugh. Can I read my synopsis? So we please, yeah, no, no like fetish talk. Okay, yeah, exactly. Theatre Rondier. <laughs> That's for the French heads out there. All those baguettes. <laughs> the gay French person, by the way. Yeah, of course. <clears throat> Jodie Sawyer has everything. She's young, white, blonde, and the best goddamn dancer in her small town, USA. She's just been accepted to the American Ballet Academy in New York City, and she can't wait to take the city by storm and rise straight to the top as prima ballerina. Easy, right? Think again, Jody. You've got bad feet, the wrong body type, and being the best in your tiny town means squat when you're dancing with the likes of Cooper Nielsen, Juliet Simone, and some guy named Jonathan, played by Peter Gallagher's iconic eyebrows. Although the semester isn't off to a great start, there are some pluses. She's met some wonderful friends, like her rebellious roommate and BFF, Eva Rodriguez, token Russian ballet prodigy Sergei, handsome and talented heterosexual boy next door Charlie, token gay stereotype Eric, and the belle of the American Ballet Academy Maureen, who isn't really a friend but isn't really an enemy either. 
Together, this group of ragtag tumblers are navigating the tumultuous seas of this prestigious dance academy, all in the hopes of getting cast in the workshop at the end of the year, so they can be seen by all the major ballet companies around the world. This all but guarantees a job offer, be it from the American Ballet Company, of which the school is affiliated, or another exclusive institution. Jody, feeling the pressure, drops into a random dance class that has nothing to do with ballet and runs into Cooper Nielsen. Not only is Cooper ballet's resident bad boy, but he's also a company member at ABC and a choreographer for the end of the year workshop. They end up tangled in the sheets for a night of passion, and Jody is over the moon before she soon finds out she's just another thread in Cooper's tights. Despite this, Cooper still ends up casting Jody as the principal dancer for his workshop show. Rehearsals are well underway with Charlie and Eric as the leads alongside Jody. Just before opening night, Eric falls during rehearsal and severely injures himself. But you know what they say, the show must go on. So who will dance in Eric's place? Will Jody and her friends secure the coveted position they've been working toward all year? Will America gobble up this attempt to make ballet edgy? Will I, Jane Blackburn Hammer, find an angle to coo the iconic line from Mandy Moore's runaway hit and soundtrack darling, I wanna be with you? Obviously, yes, because this is center stage. Oof. That was salacious. I know everybody's frothing at the bits to to find out more about it, but I mean, she really led with it. They were really lazy with this soundtrack. They doubled on uh, on Mandy Moore and on Jamiroquai, or they were like, "We need more of this." One's not enough. They, yeah, they certainly had. They? they certainly had some repeats, and I wonder if it was just like Mandy was like, "I'm getting two songs on the soundtrack, no matter what." And then, but I love I love this world where she's in a position of power. She's like sixteen. She, I'm sure being taken she advantage. Was of. at that point though, not her, what? but like her team. In no, the I'm year sure 2000? she was dodging the advances of Ron Perlman like everybody else. <laughs> but what I mean was she was very famous, and so they would have wanted her to be on the soundtrack. Don't you think? Was she very famous in the year two thousand? In the year two thousand. When did Candy come out? I hate the way that Manny more like does things with her mouth in the candy video. It's so upsetting. It's a lot of lip biting, but I won't, I, I'm not going to, f- that was re- released in 1999. So this was like, she was big. Cause that's almost okay. huge. Okay. <clears throat> um, I love Mandy more now. I don't watch this is us, but like, but I you love like, her. So what do you love about her then? If you don't watch This Is Us, that's her thing. <laughs> what can I can I know about her despite the TV show? Do you like what? Do you follow her on Instagram I, or Twitter? I do follow her on Instagram. So you like any, what she posts on any Instagram? Other heads, any other head scratchers? Yeah, I got a couple more. So do you okay. like what she do you like what she posts on Instagram? Do you is that is that sure? Sure. She's a really cute baby. She's okay. got a cute husband, a cute life. And she overcame a lot with Ryan Adams. He was Oh, for sure. And she went yeah. out with Wilmer Valderrama, too. So it's like double yikes. I know, which is like double whammy. Um, so, yes, I like Mandy Moore. I love some of her songs. Can't oh, you? and I was, no, I actually, I like Mandy Moore, but I also, um, I watch. Um, you yeah, watch I, This Is Us? Yeah. Is that where this energy was coming from? No, that's why I was just curious, because I actually watch the show. I, I love Mandy Moore. 
Um, it's gotten a little. It's they've they've gilded the lily at this point. I'll it be is, honest. I did watch the first few episodes, like a handful of episodes, and I was like, "This is designed to make me cry every single episode," and I don't need more things to make me. They cry. don't give you like they don't give you like a breather. No. And so it's just like it's it's like trauma after trauma, and like in some of this stuff, it's like guys, let's work through it a little faster. Six seasons in, um, but yeah, no, I love many more. I love Chrissy Metz; she's really wonderful. Yeah, she's um, great. Sterling K. Brown, like this was actually—I mean, many more. Really, that was her moment. Was like, I mean, this was really when it was like, oh, so she's got some like, she's got some chops. Like, she does a very good job in this part. I'd love to see her in some other stuff too. I, I think she's really talented. I think I'd probably say that I'm more familiar with her acting career than I am with her her singing career. Me um, too. Well, it all started with a walk to remember for me because I love that movie <laughs> oh, Shane West the poor man's whoever was busy you've seen that movie right a walk to remember let's just keep moving forward oh my god okay we are doing everything we're talking about center stage but I do want to say that like now that I know it's getting added to the list and you have oh, no control over just it. add it like add it like a little bit down <laughs> Don't worry, it's not coming up soon, um, but it will come up. You're my only hope. Um, such oh my a, god, yes. such a bop. That's my favorite. Such that's my bop. favorite Manny Moore song because she really she did her thing. You know, she had a sweet voice. Um, so yeah. So first of all, I thought it was really I I enjoyed um, Zoe Saldana. Although by the way, I started writing just started writing Joy Bryan in my notes. Um, <laughs> And I was like, they're not the same person. They're not the same person, but at this point in time, they actually like look kind of alike and mirror each other a little bit. I think now they look different, but at this, like in the year 2000, they had similar looks to me. Do you think that all POC women look alike? (laughs) I, I, it's a yes or no question. I I was watching your face get ready for this. Jane, Jane is convinced that I'm my goal is to bring her down. This weekend, um, I saw Jane and we brought over a Lambrusco. Um, oh no, we didn't. We didn't bring over the Lambrusco. We had that mm-hmm. the next day. Um, but we brought over a really nice sparkling wine. And I had, you know, I had a sensible glass. Uh, Jane had had a glass. Um, <laughs> and then I looked over at her and I could see from like, you know, you know when an itch needs to be scratched. And I could tell that. I, this is not true. I wasn't even thinking about it. But and Jane ahead. literally said to me, this glass isn't going to fill itself. And she asked me to go in the 100% kitchen. 100% did not happen. And oh. I will tell you exactly what happened. Brandon oh. and I are sitting across from each other in the uh, on the couch drinking okay. a lovely true. sparkling wine. It was, it was delicious. Nice. I and I wasn't even done with my glass. And you looked over at me and goes, you go, do you want some more? And I go, oh, sure. And then you held my gaze for about 30 seconds with your eyebrows raised in pure judgment just to make me feel like some weird alcoholic for having a second glass because it brought you joy to make me feel that way. So your version of events did not happen. It simply did not occur. (laughs) Uh, Lady Death protests too much. (laughs) You should 
I wish that you weren't such a silent laughter because, again, this is a Zoom thing and it's for a podcast, but Brandon is laughing so maniacally in the background, but you can't hear him. I, what? But I can see him. See? Pain. New low. Um, <laughs> so uh, back to the movie. Ugh. Um, she's doing her best but um, so we've got Zoe's like thick accent that I thought was really funny because I was like we can pull back a little bit Um, also I found out for the first time that the character is supposed to be from Boston which I had no is that was that accent supposed to be a Boston accent I don't know what that accent was but what it was was unidentifiable it was thick I will say that and then immediately lost like do you remember when Zoe Saldana was cast as Nina Simone. That was the most insane <laughs> casting choice I know. since Julia Roberts as Harriet Tubman. And I was just like, <laughs> what in the world is going on? Like, it was you so went through weird. So, like, the amount of labor that you put on yourself when you make a decision like that, that's just, it's just like, where's Uzo Aduba? Like, I know, like, exactly. India There's Ari. So, like, like, there are so many so- beautiful Black women, not that yeah. I'm not taking away Zoe Saldana's blackness, no, but I'm just saying. She's black, but, but there, but there are so many dark-skinned women that you could have like cast in that part, and it was just like you're just and making you this suggested. decision. Yeah, I mean that's the thing too. I mean, like colorism within you know casting in Hollywood is really bad too, and like that should have gone to you know someone who slightly resembled Nina Simone. You know, <laughs> it pisses me off because I remember when I was called back to play Tatum O'Neill in that. Ryan O'Neill biopic and <laughs> it didn't go the way I planned on it going. I'll say that. And 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 remind us again how you showed up to the audition. Me? Like I always do, whenever mm-hmm. I'm brought in to play um a and like a white passing role. Then I mm-hmm. always show up. I have like my I have always my Shirley Temple wig that I wear. And when I got to the audition, I didn't want them to know how old I was because I wanted a real shot at the part. Right. And I said, and I always changed my name. And so I said, Tabitha Sheeran, at your service. And they loved the voice. Um, but when they saw the package that it came in, they weren't so excited. When and they saw a six foot two black man trying to pass as a 12 year old little white she, girl. To be fair, it started at 10, but I was really ready to, <laughs> to you give it my all. Transition. Yeah. And um, I had already learned the monologue and, mm-hmm. you know, I was added in some stuff. My dad's Wyatt O'Neill, the biggest actor in the world. And I hate the Wyan O'Neill. Let's <laughs> so- how children talk. <laughs> anyway, it didn't work out. Once again, Hollywood keeping me out. Um, and <laughs> make it to Hollywood making wild choices that we'll never understand. Ugh, so frustrating. Like Speaking of casting wild, a bunch of dancers who can't act for a movie yeah. called Center Stage. <laughs> but I will say some of these parts, it was like, okay, yeah, you needed him. Yeah. Like you can't really fake the funk too much. Um, I I do love her parents being like, you don't want to go to school in Indiana instead of New York to be a ballet dancer. No, spoiler no. alert, honey. Her parents were so I'm sh- unsupportive. I'm sure there's the great dance programs in Indiana, by the way. But like, I but mean, also it's like if it's a choice between Indiana and New York City, you go to New York City. Mm-hmm. 
especially when you're 18 and you're from a small town. Like, I could yeah. maybe understand the, like, inverse, where, like, you grew up in New York City and you want to see what it's like to live yeah. in a small town, go to college in Indiana. I mean, <laughs> I think you'll be heading back to the city, but I don't want to make any <laughs> predictions. You've got well, to experience a different way it for yourself. And, you know, everybody has um, different different expectations. Yeah, I mean, it's sort of, but, you know, it's also the epicenter of where everything's happening, you know? Right. And if you want to be a dancer, like, you have to be at a place like that. And her parents were, like, <clears throat> and it's it was weird how unsupportive they were in the beginning, because it's, like, she literally got into, like, the most exclusive dance program in the nation, according to this movie, that only 12 people across the country get into. And you're, like, mm, you're, well, let's keep our options open. And also, like, although apparently <laughs> they immediately regretted that decision. <laughs> The parents? No, the school. Oh, I know, because she got there and they were like, It's like hey, the moment she got there, they were dancer. like, you are a garbage fire. <laughs> it's just like, y'all just let her in. What happened at the audition? What was this interview? I know, in? I know. And it's like, they're like, your feet are bad. And it's your like, I don't know what that means, disaster. but I don't, it doesn't sound like it's fixable. Well, there was a scene where they show her like, dancing and stuff and like they she takes the shoes off and her feet are all oh, busted god yeah that's but i don't understand what that shot. has to what like what her feet look like since most dancers like from what that, i've heard and my experience as a classically trained dancer who's won awards mm-hmm. and stuff and yeah called you know the male misty copeland um for a time by harper's <laughs> bazaar and some other publications uh but i know that like i love to see those receipts but not please I mean, continue. Well, you know, print's dead. So it's probably going to be hard to get your hands so, on it. Yeah, so you can find online, I'm sure. So if You, you would think ahead, so. I know they're in the process of moving some stuff over. But I know that every, links everything hasn't been uploaded yet. And yeah. I'm frustrated because I'm like, oh, I want people to see it. Um, mm. But as soon as I, if I find it, then I'm going to make sure I uh, send it over to you, okay? And so, yeah, we see her, like, struggling. And we see her dealing with, like, her busted feet um but i don't know what that has to do with them unless they're saying that because your feet are so messed up that's a part of why you're not dancing no. properly but it doesn't seem to be it seems that's to not be what like they're saying no they're, it seems like your feet what aren't they're beautiful saying no they're just well i think what they mean is like her feet can't support her as a dancer like that she doesn't have the right arch like maybe she they talk about turnout they talk about her they talk about her turnout not being right also several times but I think can I, I just want to say the shot yeah. of the feet being like all bloody and banged up. I think that was just to show like how hard it is on your feet yeah. being a, a ballet dancer. Yeah, um, it is like wild when you see like, you know, the feet of like those career, you know, ballerinas. Um, and um, I can't believe they walk on those gnarled things. You, Maureen's at the school. <laughs> she's got bangs for days. And she's got those those here's, I used to have those bangs. I, yeah, they looked really cute on you actually. Oh, thank you. When you used to dye, remember when you used to dye your hair brown before you let well, it become this natural color that it is now? Thank you. Yeah, I used to dye my hair brown before I let my natural blonde show. It's yeah. I I love it this way. I, I don't understand why you used to dye your blonde hair. It's beautiful. <laughs> Women would pay a lot of money to get their hair colored. I can imagine it's and it's just growing out of your scalp. Upkeep. Yeah. Oh my very, god, it looks amazing, expensive. Jamie. It's it's crazy to have this platinum hair grow out of my. I should sell it. You actually, you're giving me actually Tori Spelling right now. I don't know what that means. <laughs> I mean, you kind of look like her a little bit. 
unexpected is what I'll say to that comment. Well played. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, we've got Maureen who's got quote unquote the best technique in the school, and um, <laughs> I'm so sorry. So we've got Maureen. <laughs> I'm sorry, I don't know why the hell like, hit me so hard. I can't stop. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let me get my shit together. <laughs> like, the way that I'm laughing sounds like I smoke a pack and a half a day. Okay. <clears throat> there we go. So we've got Moraine. One thing about this movie that was funny was that they never really like figure. It's like they don't know who the villain's supposed to be because you like it starts and it's like I guess you could say like you'd be giving them a lot if you were like oh they do a really good job of sort of like just showing you know that everybody has a little villain in them you know there's no one person you know but the saboteur as far as these kids are concerned (laughs) is inside of them. Everybody's got their own villain. And they were. I think that's like what they're trying to do, and I think like we've talked about how good writing is. Oh, good writing, good acting is always like, you know, having these characters who are so nuanced. They have both like evil and good within them. For sure. This this is not one of those examples. You said you thought this movie was the Godfather of its generation. (laughs) This is a movie where this is just muddled, and you can't find anyone's position really. Um. Yeah, I don't think they're completely aware we we get a lot of stereotypes though which is always great love the late 90s early aughts um we have um we have a lot of like cigarette smoke i Mm. like that i love that like eva that's the zoe uh, saldana character um she's like rodriguez exactly she's smoking like this cigarette in her dorm room very casually and like maureen comes in and very reasonably is like hey you can't do that she's like oh it's like, girl, like, pretend to know the rules. I know. Well, this is the thing about the Eva Rodriguez character, which, like, I love the energy of someone coming in and disrupting this sort of prim, lily-white ballet For sure. um, world. But they didn't write this character very well because she has no... Like, she is unnecessarily rebellious at all times. Like, she... <laughs> Like yeah, her, they don't give her a yeah. They don't. There's no method to her madness, and like there's she's yeah, there's actually, no structure to like what she's fighting against. You know, she's, she's actually like, in the wrong for most of the movie. Is she's the pretty thing. Un, she's like, pretty unreasonable. Like, <laughs> like, like we like there's like their first like dance class and like you know Jonathan played by you know America's uh, Peter Gallagher um, mm. he like he's the head of the school so like I mean the decision maker and they all say several times like he did he basically makes careers like he decides who gets a showcase opportunity in ABC's show at the end of the um ABA, ABA, American Ballet Academy, right? Yeah it's American Ballet Academy and then the then it's like the company is America Ballet Company. So the Academy is affiliated with the company. So it's this, yeah, it's this, this, um, this academy that has like uh, connections to like what appears to be like an equity company, you know, for these dancers. And so, 
um, it's a huge, you know, career booster. And like one of her first interactions is she saunters into class late, like on the first day of class. And she's so rude about it. (laughs) And then he says, you know, so happy you could fit us in. And then she goes, oh, no problem. And it's like, what are you doing? <laughs> like, my apologies would, would just suffice and then we'd all move on. Like, yeah. I don't understand, like, why are you here then? Like, if you, like, if you don't care about this and, like, it's just, like, weird. It's like, she's got a lot of attitude. And if it was justified in some way, then they don't do a good job of showing it to us. So we're right. all just thinking, like, we like you as a character. We want you to do well. And, like... Right, because she's a really talented dancer. Yeah. But also, like, it's unclear who her enemy is. It's like, I think we're supposed to I think it's herself. that it's, like, the institution that, like, doesn't make space for her, which I understand, but her but actions... But we don't really see that, though. We right, don't see right. Not make space that's, for that's me probably giving too much. And if, that, and if that did happen, then at least we would be a little bit... Because I kept waiting for that. Like, yeah. she was so, like, fiery from the beginning, and I was sort of like, oh, they're going to, like, do her dirty. And yeah. they never really did. No. It was like, everything that happened like, was like... Don't be rude. <laughs> yeah, well, it was like, yeah, they're, why would he make... Why would he give you an opportunity? Like, you disrespected him in front of everybody multiple times. Why would that make him think, like, yeah, this is a person I want to continue a professional relationship with after this? Like Exactly. And I want to invite into, like, my exclusive company, a person who doesn't respect me. And don't get me wrong, like that character, you know, the Jonathan character is clearly like an egomaniac. Right. Um, and really self-important, but it's like, I mean, but he's also like the head of this program. And if you're going to go to this school, then you're essentially saying you're going to play the game a little bit. And so it's like to show up and then just sort of be like, screw everything here. It's like, then why come? It's like, like you worked so hard to get in here. You worked so hard to get in here. And the, and the things that they asked of her were all reasonable. I think that it's also funny because it's like we have our two, like, brown characters. And we've got her and we've got Eric, who is just like, I don't know. They always do this thing in 90s movies with, like, black, queer mm-hmm. men where, like, they're just, like, always, like, they always paint them as, like, it's like so intensely sexual and like it's just it's like and they always have them like I don't know like thirsting after like these like okay looking white men oh my god it's always like oh my god I gotta have him and it's like (laughs) why (laughs) like when Charlie like comes in and he's like what does he say to him he's like something something and you're cute and it's like okay like why does he have to be the one to say it and yeah, and, and why isn't it true? <laughs> it's just like I don't understand. But they love they love tasking like a black person with them like, mm, break me off a piece of that. I don't understand social norms. It's like why? Why can't you be cool and normal in this it's moment? Like, because it's like a white person wrote this script and was like, he's gonna be in heat in this scene. <laughs> Any that like, is so horrible. That is not how it works, okay? And like <laughs> black men aren't constantly going around using like, you know, these expressions and like grunting every time they see like a wisp of a man walk by. But it's exactly. like anytime there's like a decent looking white guy in a movie, it's always like the gay black best friend that's like, I got to give me some of that. Yeah. And, like frothing it's, at the mouth to get a piece. And yeah. It's just like Nope. Can um, we write real people as opposed to caricatures? Like, please, I beg of you. 
they also were just like, you're lucky you got a black character in this movie. Be grateful. <laughs> I know. Painted. They're like, <laughs> they're like, you wanted diversity, you got it, but they're not going to be real people. <laughs> no, no, no. He's after one thing: sex, like all of you blacks. Um, <laughs> it's just like so disrespectful. Um, it's awful. So we have all of that happening. We have we already touched on it earlier. Maureen's a, supposed to be like she's that girl, and then there's the other dancer who I want to say. Oh, okay, describe <laughs> her name was this Anna, movie. I believe. Oh, okay. So Anna is the blonde. Really, she's the lead in the other musical. There's three. There's three performances, and she's the blonde who's the lead in the other one. Oh yeah, I barely remember that one. I barely it's, she that one. barely. So in the beginning of the movie, there's a moment where they're all basically they're dancing across in like trios and it's sort of giving like you know donna murphy by the way who plays juliet donna murphy is amazing i love donna murphy she's uh just world-class musical theater actress two-time tony tony award winner um she won the tony for passion one of like steven sondheim's lesser known musicals in like 94 and she won the Tony for playing Fosca. It's iconic. I have it on DVD. We should watch it sometime. Um, I, I, I like you're saying so many things I've never heard of in my life. <laughs> but she won for that, and she also won for The King and I playing Anna in like oh, 93, okay. 94. And she's just amazing, and she does a really great job actually in this movie. She's like she's like one of like the solid performances in this film mm-hmm. with like not much of a part. Like they should have given her a bit more of a part, I think. Um, She's also She's, like she, she played she played Juliet, right? Yeah. This is she Juliet. also like okay. gets like roasted behind her back constantly in this film. And I'm like, why is everybody coming for her? She's actually like a very fair person. And like She is, and she's very nice. She's not mean. To she's anybody. very kind. She's very yeah. generous of like spirit and like she's providing a lot of expertise. And like every time like somebody's talking about her in a scene that she's not there, it's like, oh yeah. Like they're like, oh Juliet with a bitch. bum leg. <laughs> it's like yeah, well, They're she like, can't dance anymore. What did they? Uh, Maureen's mom, who is uh, Maureen's mom, goes a in bitch, and she's like, I don't really like to use the term bitch a lot, but Maureen's mom is like a straight on the bitch. podcast. You mean because you use it all the time in real life? <laughs> How fucking dare you? I probably oh well because I don't watch what I say at all. I probably do. You say actually a lot, know but my wish, name because that's I, the only thing you've called me for the last five years. <laughs> I'd say. It's actually like probably insane for people to hear that I don't like to say that word because I have I don't censor myself. So because I what? What? Huh? Like say what? <laughs> I do call you a bitch quite a lot. I wish the term was less gendered. Um, oh, I agree with that absolutely. Yeah. So, but I do call lots of people bitches. Also, Maureen, she meets this guy, Josh, and they, like, they fall in... Yeah, he's like a Columbia pre-med student or something. He's like a Columbia pre-med student. They, like, he he pursues her to a dangerous degree. Yeah, Um, to a point where it's like, enough is enough. It's that thing that we've been talking about on the podcast of, like, so many of these movies that, like, confuse, like, chivalry and stalking. Yeah, um, where it's like woman. Women are constantly supposed to be one and like dazzled, and it's yeah. like several times she's basically tried to create space between them, but he keeps going, and eventually it's cute. You know, it's like 
<laughs> this could be traumatic, but I'm gonna giggle. Yeah, but and like this could be like threatening to me personally, but like I guess I'm gonna go with I guess this guy's telling me it's charming, so I guess it has to be, right? And all my friends are like poking me in the side and saying, Oh, I'd kill. I'd kill to have to have a man like stalk me. I know. I can't believe you're willing to give all this up. Maureen, you told him no. And he found out your name because I gave him your last name without your consent. And he <laughs> he hounded the office at the school and called. Yeah, he's so been calling the school nonstop. He's been calling the school incessantly. He doesn't understand also, boundaries. His character's name is Jim. I think you called him Josh earlier. I did. Yeah. Um. I went. I went for it. I just. I just took the <laughs> shot. You know. Mm-hmm. And um, I was correct. Yeah. And it's just. It's a really. It's a really like funny and weird thing. Also. I don't understand what they're ta- like. Jody like gets called into like the office where they drag her for Phil, <laughs> and they tell her about all things that are wrong with her. I don't understand what they're talking about when they say they keep saying you don't have the right body, but she's the same body everybody else has in this movie. This is the thing that I understand. <laughs> also, Emily, the Emily character is supposed to be fat, and she's literally the thinnest person I've ever seen. So oh yeah, I don't, and there's like a just, shot of. Yeah, Emily's a character who they keep mentioning gaining weight. There's, like, a shot of her eating, like, a single jelly bean. And they're like, whoa. (laughs) Somebody better talk to her. If they had eyes on me. (laughs) Like, I just, like, I don't understand. Like... There and this, a lot of the '90s and 2000s did this to me and to the rest of the world. But they gaslit us into thinking certain people were fat within movies, like you know Renee Zellweger as um, <coughs> Bridget Jones. You mean she went up like, to 125 for Bridget Jones' diary? When she, as they say, quote unquote, ballooned up <laughs> to 125. It's like that is a thin woman <laughs> but Always. here i am here i am sitting on my couch watching the movie eating salt and vinegar chips being like oh that bitch is fat right <laughs> like having like totally not understanding that i'm just being lied to and emily ends up leaving the school spoiler alert in tears mm-hmm. because her mom steps in and they give her like this moment i know this actress was like this is this, this is where is it, it changes. Um, they give her a moment where she looks at the girls as she's taking Emily out of the school. She says, like, that, like, Jonathan called her in and said that she doesn't take pride in her body. It's so horrible. So disrespectful. And her mom is like, she's beautiful. That's what I keep telling her. And all you girls, all you girls, too, you're all beautiful. And don't let anyone. And I Just mean, the way no God made you. Body. Don't let anybody tell you. And and I appreciate that. that is no, it was lovely sentiment. Yeah. But I just, I know the actor in me knows that she was like. Drinking it all. Game officially changed. <laughs> Bob's, Bob's not going in for roles where she's auditioning against Renee Taylor anymore. On the big t- big leagues for this one. Um, she's off her only at this point. Exactly. And so um, she does nice with her part, and we're all happy for her. Um, mm-hmm. And then we also... So the, so so Jody has been roasted by the, the people at the school. They keep... Also, the thing that's interesting is that they never say that she needs to lose weight, but they keep saying, like, your body isn't right for dance. And it's like, that's the only I thing I can think of. I don't understand what that means. I don't either, because it's like with, with Emily, they're like you need to you need to lose weight but that's never said to her they just keep saying you don't have the right body for dance and when I tell you she has the exact same body everybody else in this movie has I mean it of course. Um, <laughs> and maybe some maybe some um listeners could help us like figure out what that means maybe we have some listeners who are dancers I don't know but like 
I do not understand. And like, uh, because literally they all just look like thin, very strong bodies. So, Their bodies are literally, everybody in that movie has basically the same body type as me. Um, yep. <laughs> so so they go to this sexy dance club and like everybody's really gonna get in and they introduce Sergey who I who I hadn't seen before and all of a sudden he's like a main character in the movie I'm like where this guy come he's from he's been in the movie before this <laughs> okay I feel like that was my first time seeing him um, also did you clock who he is uh, why are you being so silent oh I don't like a white male dancer you mean. <laughs> His that's Ilya Kulik, the. Um, oh, are you serious? Yeah. If that means he, nothing to me. Oh really? Okay. Well, he's a Russian um, figure skater. Oh. And okay. yeah, and I think he won some medals too, but he was like famous in like the like Olympics two years before. I'm looking it up right now. He was in the yeah, no, Olympics. Yeah. But I don't know if he won anything. I guess I gotta find that out right now. Dave, cut this out because this is gonna be boring for people, but No, leave it in. Because <laughs> she's president of the Ilya Kulik fan club, apparently. <laughs> I just remember I so like, name lo- dropped him I- like Peter Gallagher well, was I- in this film. really really loved figure skating when I was younger like Olympic figure skating I like always paid attention to so he won gold in men's singles and cool. it, at ni- in 1998 and not at the Nagano Olympics oh so only a couple years before the center stage call came yep exactly so put some respect on his name. He's a goddamn gold medalist. He's a legend as far and always Jane supporting other countries <laughs> before America. Um, so we have them at the club and they apparently are drunk when they leave. And then they all like, which I thought to myself because I remember being in like undergrad and like being hung over sometimes and going to like my messy dance class um, <laughs> with our teachers who were not world class and um, our Performances that wouldn't be seen with anyone outside of, like, a mile perimeter of the school. But I remember, like, showing up and just, like, white-knuckling it and just being, like, being so throw up on somebody's head. Trying to being do hungover in a dance class sounds like it's an awful. absolute... And ballet is the worst because it's, like, with modern, you can at least flail a little bit. <laughs> but, like, with ballet... Did you ever take you, ballet? I did. It was... I was horrible. <laughs> I hated it. I mean, it. I took it when I was a kid and... I'm going to admit this now, which is, I'm just always admitting embarrassing things on the podcast, but like make a lot of sense for my personality. Um, one of the things my mom told me about feedback I received from my ballet teacher when I was young, I was like three or four, like very okay. young. And they were like, yeah, um, Jane doesn't really listen to instructions. She just <laughs> spins around and looks at herself in the mirror. <laughs> which tracks (laughs) and that's embarrassing but I apparently have zero filter when it comes to this podcast and then forget about the consequences of that so there you go folks this is also coming from a a girl who has been known to stare at herself crying in the mirror on multiple occasions (laughs) it's not true only when I was like seven years old (laughs) 
Take it all in, folks. How dare we bring back things that embarrass me that I reveal about myself on my by my own volition? Well, please, like I haven't like worked myself up listening to Kelly Clarkson's Breakaway while riding on the CTA, like staring out the window <laughs> longingly. I'm Being freaking the star Anna Klumsky and my girl. Like, what's going on? <laughs> um, it's just like just like remembering a life that wasn't mine. Literally <laughs> pretending like I'm like a, like I'm a teen in like a small town who's like hopped on the Greyhound and isn't ever gonna see, have to see her abusive stepfather again. Oh my god! Like on my way to work, <laughs> writing like, your own screenplay and showing up at work rattled by a series of events that didn't occur to me. With like and people being red like, "Hey, you good?" Eyes and being like, "Yeah, I'm fine." No, I'm fine. I'm not insane. If that's what you're asking, <laughs> no. I don't want any attention on me. Can we just, like, get through the day? Because that's all I can do right now is one foot in front of the other. <laughs> I'm just glad to be out of that chicken shit town. <laughs> it's like, what? Uh, shh, there's a customer. Hi, how can I help you? Hold on, I'm going to swallow it. <laughs> Deep down inside. <laughs> he was wrong about me. <laughs> um, so... That happens. And then also, like, Jody needing some sort of inspiration after all this, decides to go into the city, New York, and oh go God. to a jazz class. <laughs> and is, it I is think just, it was, I don't know if it was a jazz class. Would you call it a jazz dance class? I, that's, what I, that's what I saw it credited as, was a jazz oh, class. But unless, okay. I, I think that's what it was supposed to be. But um, it's a really great scene. <laughs> um, so, I was, like, scream laughing at it. Because, like, I haven't seen this movie in so long long and the way that like it's and they're dancing to like a red hot chili pepper song and like everyone is so in it and these moves are so dated and it's so fucking funny it's a it's a red hot chili peppers cover of stevie wonder's higher ground yes. and they are like first of all i didn't understand what happened in the beginning class i think they were just warming up i thought that was a dance routine i was so confused <laughs> it was a lot of pelvic thrust to get the body ready oh so much jody thrusting. has shown up to this class she's not supposed to be here this is against school rules you're not supposed to be dancing anywhere but at the school where you're being ripped apart. And <laughs> so she's dancing. Cooper shows up at the class unexpectedly. Cooper is, you know, he's the big hotshot. He's in the dance company. And so she's like, oh, my God, I hope he doesn't see me here. But also, I hope he sees me. And so and she makes sure to make do a lot of hip gyrations. So oh, also, Cooper's standing in the front of the class and he's doing all <laughs> oh of these. God. They like the camera guy does this does this close up on like his butt. Oh my and, God, like, absolutely. Jody's behind him, like, frothing at the mouth to get a bite <laughs> of that thing. so cringy. And it is just, like, it's barely a booty. And she's just like, <laughs> I got to have it. I got to get a piece of that. And it's, like, he's in these gray sweatpants, too, that, like, and these, like, dance shoes. So it's, like, it's, like, not, like, a cool outfit, but he's also wearing an A-shirt and a bandana tied around his head. He's got head. the bandana tied around his head because he's a bad boy. Because he's a bad boy, obviously. And it is, like, one of the worst <laughs> looks of this whole movie. And Jody's and supposed just to like, be like, oh, my God, this is the sexiest man in American Ballet Academy. Jody's literally just like, you got to be kidding me. I'm not supposed to rip his clothes off. And he's in a pair of, like, Capizios. And she's like, I got to have it. Um... And then they do their each do their little sexy dances, and we see that Jody actually can dance, and this seems mm -hmm. to be uh, a dance style that is allowing her. And I thought that the big takeaway from this movie at the end was going to be that she decides to become like 
this, you know, a contemporary dancer. dancer. Yeah, or whatever but this not what genre is. No, it's not. And we never come back to this again. Um, <laughs> but so he he offers her a ride. She she ends up back at his sexy loft. And they have sex, and they have sex so quickly. Like, they barely have a conversation, and then the Mandy Moore it's song starts. so quick. It's it happens quick. so fast. Like, he invites her It's actually her almost in. impressive. Yeah, he gives her, I think maybe, does he pour her a drink of some sort? He pours her, like, a glass of wine. She takes one sip, and then they immediately start kissing. And then he, like, is taking her top off, and Mandy Moore's cooing. And yeah, it's just exactly. like, whoa, we're right into and we're, it, huh? <laughs> and we're all just like... Falling deep in love, of course. It's only for a night. Which, spoiler alert, it is only for a night. It is only for a night. And this all happens. They have sex. And then Cooper's donezo. Um, So Cooper casts... Um, he casts uh, Jody in his ballet, and then she goes up to him with these pastries, and then she's like, here, these are, you know, and Kathleen's sort of taking this in, and she's like, thanks so much for casting me. And then she says, like, these are so that you have pastries next time, not like the other night. And it's like, first of all, this conversation is so inappropriate for, like, yeah. A, a teacher and a student. Second of all, if I were y- you, I would want to keep all that under wraps because I don't want anybody to know that like I'm dating the person who just gave me the lead role because that's... Right, because then people are going to be like, she obviously slept her way to the top. She didn't earn it. Everybody's seen her horrible turnout. So, and then she leans <laughs> and that in. bad body? Come and, on. That ba- and that bad body she got. Um, <laughs> and then like, he also, he's like, Cooper's all but like recoiling. And Jody. Being an expert at taking oh, body God. language clues, um, <laughs> leans in to kiss him on the cheek. This is just like in the like American Ballet Company. Like this is a professional in the hallway. Like people are walking back and forth. It is the weirdest move I've ever seen by any. It is so delusional. It and is let me tell you, wild. I know she's young. I have been eighteen before, and I literally would have never done anything like this when I was eighteen. Even if I slept with somebody and I was certain that they liked me, I wouldn't do this. Like, it's the first time you're seeing them again after you slept with them. I still wouldn't do this in a crowded room. Like, you don't know what your status is. You don't know who you're, you know, what you are to each other. So... Jane, it was, it's completely different, though. Because when you, you were 18, all the men had gone to war and the women <laughs> had formed that baseball team. <laughs> to try and keep you know morale up in town, and you've gotten that job working for your niece, working with your niece Rosie the Riveter. <laughs> so it was just different time. I love I how know, the suggestion know. is that I am so old that <laughs> Rosie the Riveter isn't even my contemporary; she's my niece. <laughs> like <laughs> the it's absolutely dripping with shade. <laughs> um. So, yeah, so we have this whole thing happening. And then it's just like, it's the first it's the first time that you would expect to see Jody be like, hmm, maybe I have a different take on this relationship than he does. But so this all happens. And then Jody proceeds to, like, keep making crazy moves oh that, like, God. are just she, so cringe. She shows up at Cooper's dance performance. Oh, my God. Watches sh- him backstage. Okay. It's so horrible. Here's the thing. From just, like, this is just, like, the actor in me. 
like that's so inappropriate. Yeah, and you are, and, and it's like you are a dancer. So she shows up all gussied up in her tank top and her little knee high skirt, like every girl in the early two thousands had, and and thinking that and thinking that they were turning it. And oh I mean, my god! I can't talk because uh, <laughs> I was in my ripped jeans and my puka shells, drenched in Lucky and Tommy Tommy Boy or whatever I could get my hands on. It was all mess. <laughs> but sport. she just knows she's serving it. And every girl wore this outfit to every dance in high school, oh and just like looked around with that lip smackers on, and they were just Absolutely. like, "You could never." <laughs> it's like everybody got their outfits from Raw, so calm down. Um, but and your spaghetti strap tank top is the same spaghetti strap tank top as mine. So, but I put, but I way. put, but I put a blue one over a pink one. So this I'm is wearing, a serve. I'm wearing six of them at one time. I'm wearing them literally on top of each other mm-hmm. in such a way that you have no choice but to be offended. And mine's different because it's got it's got lace on the top. So I'm the top would always have lace on it. Completely new outfit. This is in in a couple years from now. They're all gonna get their hands on those A shirts and those neckties, and it's lights out. (laughs) And And it's like, see you later, boy. Where are you at? I waited for you at Wet Seal and Charlotte Russe like all day. Um, <laughs> so okay, fine. I'll meet you down in Contempo Casuals, but I'm not. I'm not buying anything. I can't. So that all happens, and then Charlie like asks her out on a date, a person who's actually into her, and mm-hmm. she's like, <laughs> "You have your mind? I'm dating someone." <laughs> she's like, "I wrote down the line that she says because it's so like weirdly condescending." <laughs> Like, I don't think it's supposed to be, but it, like, comes, she's like, that's really sweet, Charlie, but I'm kind of seeing someone. And it's like, honey, let me grab you by the shoulders and let you know that you are absolutely not seeing someone. (laughs) No, you are, you're flying solo on this one, sis. Exactly. He's not an active participant. And, like, we're really stretching, like, all sorts of words. I think she does use the the word, does she use the word boyfriend at one point in the movie? I feel like she does. Uh, She does. I can't remember when it is. I think it's at the very end, actually, when he, like, after she does an incredible job in the performance and he, like, tries to, he he wants to hire yes, her for says, his ballet company boyfriend. and he like tries to kiss her and she's like cooper you're an incredible dancer and choreographer but as a boyfriend you suck and it's and like it's just like in what world was we were he ever never <laughs> ever dating <laughs> so while all this is going on and when our jody was given this lead part our other homegirl, Eva, find, found out that she had a supporting role in the corpse, which is just like sort of like a background player, basically, in Jonathan's... It's like a chorus member. It's a chorus a member in show. Jonathan's like, um, ballet. Um, mm-hmm. The lead part has gone to our girl, you know, so the tango Maureen continues um, because <laughs> she's... Maureen has the lead role. Um, but as this is all sort of like unfolding, Maureen's trying to figure out like what she wants to do with her life. She's also grappling with an eating disorder mm-hmm. and she's in this like relationship with this gym guy. He sort of kind of like confronts her about the eating disorder when he hears her in the bathroom and they have this confrontation scene and she says to him, you ain't shit. You ain't doing shit with your life. And he's like, I'm 
going to be a doctor. I'm in school at Columbia. Like, why are you why are you talking to me? This like energy. I am It is such a weird energy because it's like you guys could have also written him to be like a person with maybe not such lofty ambitions if your goal was for this to hit in any way. But it's like right. you can't call him a loser because it's like he, he he's not. It's just like it's so strange. Well, the line the line that she says to him is I'm the best goddamn dancer at the American Ballet Academy. Who the hell are you? Nobody. And I was like, he's pre-med at Columbia. That's a big yeah, deal. Yeah, and he's, well, also when they're like, she's like talking, he's like talking to her and she's she's like, you know, she's like, I'm, you know, I'm doing this. And like, she's like, what are you? And he's like, I'm studying to be a doctor. Like, <laughs> like I, I don't. I'm literally learning to save lives and you're twirling around on stage. Like, I understand that what you do is an athletic feat, but like, let's give credit where credit's due. Like, I'm doing something. Yeah, neither one, yeah, neither one of us is, is carrying the other. Like, we're both <laughs> yeah. very accomplished and like are given areas like let's right. let's not so make how, this the thing that we come for because there's not you don't really have much there like right. I just how never heard you? anybody in an argument say to their partner <laughs> you really gotta give up this this whole residency thing and this doctor <sighs> stuff like it's I'm too tired much. of dating a loser <laughs> god he's he's pre-med now it's just like ugh get over yourself another surgeon <laughs> boring ugh God. And doctors are famously so poor and useless and never do anything to help society or the rest of the world. Surgeons, gross. You know, we've (laughs) talked about it before on here. It's one of those joke professions like a TikTok. One of those, it's, yeah, it's like, okay, so if I had to tier it. Yeah. Number one, podcast host. Yes. Number two, um ballerina at an academy not yeah. even not even someone part of a company yeah. and then 99 uh <laughs> surgeon doctor medical student resident whatever life 47 47 is like lumberman rurary and like 63 is like you know therapist who needs them we're all fine, thank you. <laughs> yeah, it's just another one of those joke professions that like society has labeled as something Lift that it is- up. <laughs> when it's like who's helping the world? Um us by bringing laughter uh yeah. to people's homes and heart and talking about movies from 20 years ago. We make we're, people laugh, we make people doing, cringe. We're doing the real work. We disappoint people. <laughs> We disappoint people. We say things that are that should be wiped and stricken from the record. And yet, Jane has said a lot of treasonous stuff that (laughs) you know. I I remember when Barack Obama was elected, and she (laughs) she started referring to him as not my president, and I thought. I thought that's exactly what I expected from you. You are that girl. And well, um, and Brandon is the first person I know to have purchased a MAGA hat. Me? No, I didn't. That's a lie. I did purchase a Gaga hat that same day, though, and you're probably getting it confused. <laughs> no, you have that Mega. I I've purchased that right closet. before I went you to see have... House of Tucci, the you movie have... about Stanley Tucci. <laughs> oh, my God. I would absolutely watch that movie, House of Tucci. I want to see a real Housewives that's just about, like, women that, like, 
just live regular lives. There's mm-hmm. like like a sanitation worker, like the administrative assistant at like a junior high school, um, president of the maybe the PTA. Like I, I want to see like that type because I feel like those women would go in a lot harder than like what mm-hmm. we're getting from like. You know, I feel like some of these like so these well these social climbers. Yeah, these socialites who don't do anything. It's like all you do is sit around and drink wine and go take spa vacations. I want like Peggy who works in Parks and Rec mm-hmm. on like a reality show with like her friend Deborah. And I want to watch a twenty-minute phone call of Peggy disputing a charge on her credit card that she doesn't remember making because From, she was at Coles. Uh, exactly, because she got drunk and went online shopping. I'd never buy a paisley blouse. Because <laughs> I'm not a whore. Yeah, I want that. Um, so yeah, so all of this is happening, and then we find out that our girl, Eva, who is, over the movie, they've said repeatedly, you're, like, she's an amazing dancer. Like, she's great. Mm-hmm. Like, they talk about that a lot. Her and Juliet, the dance teacher, get into it on that first day because she's not wearing the appropriate clothing. Like, she's supposed to be wearing blacks, uh, black leotard, and she comes in in this, like, um, like, army green, like, leotard sitch, and she's chewing gum, like, as she's doing the dance routine, and Julia's like, you can't do that. Her hair isn't pulled back sh- properly. I'm pretty sure that that leotard she walks in is, like, gray with, like, a black collar on the neck. And it's like... But it doesn't matter. It doesn't, <laughs> but, Jane. But, but no, I'm just but like, it's thing, wild that you, like, chose army no, green. No, your dance. thing like, is that... It. Your thing is always <laughs> undermining me and disrespecting me to my fans and my listeners. <laughs> And the people that celebrate me and make me feel good. When I get those emails from people and they say, how do you put up with her? And I say, I don't know. I've tempered my expectations and I just, you know, I do a lot of affirmations after the podcast. Um, I do have a personal problem where I can't let things that I think are incorrect go. How do you deal with you then? I don't know. Um, so. It's just a, it's just a cycle of self loathing and overcorrecting. So Zoe Saldana at- shows up in a hot pink leotard um, to class and um, the leather pants that uh, Cooper wears later in the movie, um, and she says, "You've got to take those gauchos off, ma'am." Um, and then like we get all these other little moments where like. Juliet's sort of trying to help her and then she goes she sees she's got this small part and this was supposed to be her big opportunity and she's sort of heartbroken but it sort of brings her I think in a way back to herself there's a moment Mm -hmm. where you know Juliet sort of like offers her a little bit of like feedback and is sort of like yeah Jonathan she sees um, her dancing within the studio late at night and she's like it's no this is before that though this is when Uh, Jonathan she sort of they had their first big rehearsal and uh, for the dance routine Jonathan oh um, I see okay she doesn't understand why they're doing what they're doing and she's a little frustrated he's not giving a lot of vision Mm -hmm. and then like there's a moment where she's alone with Juliet in the room and Juliet sort of you know basically affirms her feelings about Jonathan and the fact that he's arrogant but she also is sort of like this is the way the world works though like he's one of the Mm -hmm. most famous people in the world like you've got to figure out how to work this system basically and then later on in the movie you know that happens and then Eva goes 
goes goes upstairs and she's like, you won't believe what that Juliet bitch just said to me downstairs. And it's like, <laughs> she gave you thoughtful feedback and like, right. she gave you like good talents. advice for like furthering <laughs> yourself within this your industry, career. If that's what you want. <laughs> and ultimately, you know, Eva takes the advice and there's a moment where she's alone in silhouette dancing in the dark in the studio. I don't know. And, you know, Juliet comes in and gives her some pointers, and then she says, would you mind watching me dance it again? And Juliet says, I would I would be happy to. Mm. And so we see the bond between them, which sort it's of... As, yeah, Beautiful. It's know? beautiful. As this mm-hmm. is happening, you know, Maureen, who's a star of this particular ballet, is having, you know, having it out with Jim, her boyfriend, and, like, trying to figure out if, like, this is even what she wants anymore. And then there's this really funny scene where... We've got Jody, who has a lead in this in the ballet, complaining about Cooper for literally no reason, and we've got Maureen complaining about like her life, and then we've got Eva, the one of the three who actually has arguably the most talent, and also like and isn't being respected, and we've got these two white girls being like, Ugh. <laughs> and, and we've got Maureen being like, I just take my part, I don't want it anymore. And we've got Jody oh my being God. like, he, he, he had sex with me, and now I've got this lead role in his ballet, and oh, I could just die. And then we've got like Eva with her like little tiny part in the background, just you know offering support and emotional labor to these two for no reason and it's just like y'all are so rude like so unaware so unaware like read the room understand (laughs) that like Eva is in a horrible position the position that you never wanted to be in and you're just sitting here being like you can I wish you had my part and it's like then give it to her bitch and spoiler alert she does and then that's what happens but the way that they do it is that they she doesn't tell anyone and I yeah even her, even like the male, her male them. lead, yeah. like nobody knows. The dance starts, and literally, she just pops up. She just pops up, and it's not Maureen. It is Eva, our Zoe Saldana, now just walking on stage and doing the lead role in this. And I'm like, I just like don't feel like that's possible. Like I feel like too many people would have to like see you getting ready and preparing for that role backstage and like do checks and figure out like oh Maureen isn't here Maureen isn't here you know what I mean like there um, like too many I think that there is a certain way moment. there's a way I guess if she had had on like a robe or something before that maybe she got dressed in like a private bathroom and then like put it on but it's but they would be like Maureen's not ready for she's not Maureen's not here like that's the thing you know what I mean? Yeah, no, you're right. But in this world, we suspect our disbelief. In this world, disbelief. it worked out. And yeah. she shows up, and he looks up at her, and he's, like, startled. But they, you know, the dance must go on, and nobody could know. And then later on in the movie, when he sees her afterwards, he's, he says to Eva, oh, my God, I, like, what? You can't believe you did that? You didn't tell me? And he's 100% the right. Because it's like, yeah, his career was on the line, too. It's like, exactly. I've never lifted you before. Like, our body we've never worked in any way together and she says we had to do it this way and she's right because Jonathan wouldn't have like let her go on right and she wouldn't have gotten that showcase opportunity so she knew how to play the game and she she played it well and, she and apparently knows Maureen's choreography down to like the back of pat. her hand Duh. this reminds me 
when I was in high school, we did a production of A Midsummer Night's Dream. Mm-hmm. And we, the entire set was built on a moving, like a platform with a steel rod in the middle so that mm-hmm. the set could move around. So that there were four sides of the set, basically. And in between scenes, um, the actors would move the set to whichever direction they needed to for the next piece of the world to be revealed. Mm -hmm. Um, So just a big rectangle. And they had built this in our theater, but they built it, of course, upside down with all the wheels on the bottom. Mm -hmm. So then there came a day where they needed to flip it. Mm -hmm. And they decided to go get all the actors, all the tech people went and got all the actors, and they were like, hey, we need all of you to help us. So we're going to flip this. What we're going to do is we're going to push, we're all going to hoist it up onto its side. And this thing was... It felt like like 20 feet, like if oh not taller, God. like so tall when it got up to the point that it was on its side, because then you're thinking, how do you gently flip it over when the bottom is all wheels? The moment that that the first row of wheels make contact with the ground, it's going to start sliding. Yeah. And all the people on the other side. So one of my classmates got stuck underneath it <gasps> when it was falling down. She was playing Puck in our production of Midsummer Night's Dream. Oh my god! And I ran, by the way, when as of soon as we started to lower I, it, I, I knew I wasn't gonna have anything to do with it. I looked at my <laughs> friend Alethea and I was like, "We're getting the hell out of here," because I'm not hurting myself messing around with these fools. Um, and I made the right decision. Everybody always thought, "Oh, he's like he's big. He's gonna be help." Nope. I'm not hurting myself for y'all because I know we're not supposed to be doing this. And as we found out later, legally we weren't. Yeah, um, I was gonna say like that sounds like a liability. Yeah, like, that's not a job. You don't give that job that. to a bunch of like 15 year olds. So they yeah. lower it. She gets stuck underneath. A bunch of people lift it up, and we get her out. And then she has to go to the hospital. She ended up being okay, but she had to wear like oh this God. like weird brace thing for like a month, and then she was fine. But when she was being carried out, in the puck is a huge part. Mm-hmm. The girl who was like the second, like like the puck understudy, who it came down to the two of them and everything, as she's being wheeled out, she goes, "I know all the lines," and we're like, <laughs> and we were like, "Girl, like, can we get her like to the hospital and like make sure she's okay?" And Before that you same start person, yourself in her costume, and that same person. One of the girls got sick in the last show that I did in high school, and she got sick and she couldn't go on. Like she started throwing up backstage, and the <gasps> same person oh was like, "I know all her lines," <gasps> and she knew all what her lines. Psycho! And that, she did, did she... she did, and she did her part, and she did that girl's part <gasps> in the show. And I was like, "So you like you just learning people's whole parts, <laughs> waiting?" It was a true like Anna Kendrick and Camp moment. Oh my um, god! And she was ready to go on, baby, and she did wow. it, and we were all shocked and appalled, but also like, but props to you for coming through, girl. We needed you. Save the day, girl. The look isn't good, but it saved us. <laughs> the look isn't good, but I re- I respect the grind, though. I respect um, <laughs> the hustle. <laughs> and so, um, I know. I think making a lot about. of friends there with that energy. No, and she's e- eagerly <laughs> waiting probably, in the corner, which probably meant she had the time to memorize all those lines. Because <laughs> she wasn't worried about us. She wasn't hanging out with us, complaining about her small part. She was too this busy learning the roles. Next top best friend, right? Because who's gonna go on? Who's gonna Who's gonna do it? I guess I'm gonna have to do both parts. Because who's gonna check me? <laughs> Nobody. Because you need me. So go. How about you go man the lights? And get them ready so that my spotlight hits me at the right moment, baby. Um, so 
Yeah. So anyway, Zoe Saldana goes on. She does this incredible job um, performing it. And everybody's just like mouths are agape. We have Maureen's mom who's in the audience expecting to see her little girl come out on stage. And her friend next to her is gassing her up. She's like, where's Maureen? Where's Maureen? Maureen coming? I just looked in the program. This is supposed to be your daughter's part. This is your daughter's dream going up in flames as we sit here. Oh my God! What are you gonna it's, do? Your whole identity is being a dance mom. It's Marie's almost enough like on the stage. It's almost like this person knows somehow. Like the way it's she's almost like she was it. the one who came up with the idea and told Marina to do it. She's, she's like, like oh, I want to watch your mom. God. Absolutely, I want to watch your mom's face fall. And then her mom runs out of the theater and finds Maureen and confronts standing her. in the middle of the theater, wait, standing in the middle of the lobby, waiting on her mom. Waiting, to run for out. Her. The show's still going on. Also, her mom. Says a little dicey little comment. She refers this to she refers just to about Eva. To <laughs> where you you can say it, Jane. I was just going to say she runs out, and as they say, says the quiet part out loud. <laughs> she goes, <laughs> "Why the hell is that trash out there dancing your part?" And I go, "Whoa!" <laughs> that was wow. probably like the By third myself. take, and every time they probably just took it down a notch. So I'm sure <laughs> there was a couple in there that. Um, with a, with a bit more stink on them and different words <laughs> that painted a different picture of what we were getting at. I was uh, like, girl, you you cannot... You uh, also, you work here, ma'am. You work here! And exactly, she I is, forgot that in that moment. She's in full Karen, and she runs out, and she <laughs> calls her out of her name, and her daughter explains to her that she doesn't want to be a dancer, and her daughter also explains to her that she's dealing with, like, an eating disorder, and her mom is like, yeah, 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 whatever. You're just working, you're just trying to... You're trying to keep your weight down. Yeah, she's like, you're just trying to, you just watch what you eat, that's all. And it's like, I need help. (laughs) And she's like, no, what you need to do is get, and it's also like, girl, at this point, it's over. This ballet is happening. It's done. Like, you can yell and scream all you want, but it's done. It's over. Zoe's killing it. And so, you know, and then like, in like the, the, the weird, like it's the end of the scene is her basically being like, you know, mom, she roasts her mom real quick too. She says, you didn't have the feet for it and I don't have the heart for it. So I couldn't <laughs> no, complete your dream and you I can complete your own dream. I wrote that line down dream. too. Cause I was like, this is like kind of fucking It's, weird. it's one last blow. She's like, you, I'm not you, don't you have the, mom. Yeah. You didn't have the feet and I don't have the heart. <laughs> and like, mom, Mom, I'm not you. You didn't have the feet, and you have a horrible body like Jody. <laughs> and then she, and then she leaves. Her mom just like turns away from her and is just standing there crying. This actress actually does a good job with this insane part. I actually thought the mom did a good job with a yeah. part that's like it's one of those parts that you really got to do your work to try and get there emotionally on your own. Because I, someone tells mm-hmm. me this director wasn't exactly building like rich in her lives for these people to work with and so she just leaves and she goes off with Jim but it's like you're gonna be okay you're gonna marry a doctor you're good um so which anyway I'm sure he would have been like I make half a million dollars a year you don't have to (laughs) dance anymore your feet are mangled Um, yeah you can just sit at home and make phone calls yeah, and your mom can come over with her bad feet, too, and you guys can talk about it. Uh, <laughs> nasty ass feet. With her nasty feet. Toe jam and all. So, Ew. they... I knew you were going to hate toe jam. Ugh. So, you know, the the it's a success. And then right after, we have... Apparently, it's... I don't know why they do this right after. I mean, for the cinematic effect. But we have, like... We find out, basically, what opportunities lay ahead for us. And one of the girls... Mm-hmm. One girl comes out. She's in a robe... 
and she's in tears. And I thought that like maybe somebody died or something. And then that's when they, you realize, oh, they're doing these evaluations of these performers like immediate, immediately following the um, the dance, the um, the ballet. So they're like they're calling these the the dancers in one by one, and they're basically telling them whether or not they made it into the company. There's only three spots for they said only three spots three spots for um, male dancers and three spots for female dancers. And so one girl comes out and she's crying. And she's just destroyed. But I did note that she had to go in with her half her outfit on in a robe, and everybody else gets to go in glammed up for some reason. So I was <laughs> I like, know, I don't. Well, also this happened. This is it, we find out that this is for like the American Ballet Company, but there are other opportunities because later we find out Sergey gets um, San Francisco. Yeah, no, there's other stuff, but clearly yeah. nobody was interested in her. And I imagine that they were like, yeah, so it's going to be a hard pass for us on you based on the gross stuff you did on the stage. And then she was like, well, there's always San Francisco Ballet. And he's like, oh, is there a second San Francisco Francisco Ballet other than the world-class one that also just said they don't want you? And like, he's just, like, roasting her. She's naming ballet companies one by one. And he's like, hated it. They hated it, too. They also hated it. They want a star. And it's just like... Time's okay, are you career. done filleting me like a piece? <laughs> okay, of well, I guess I'll go greet my family now who's going to give me flowers and tell me they enjoyed my performance. And a ride home as well. <laughs> we already packed everything up. Your caboodle is right over there, Ma. <laughs> it's just like, can I say goodbye to my friends? You don't, you don't, you don't work here. You don't reside here anymore. It's just <laughs> what like friends. <laughs> They're not your friends anymore. Exactly. You're not a professional dancer. They actually offer her a position on the janitorial staff. It's just that disrespectful. So she leaves and everybody's like shook. And then we have our Zoe Saldana. She goes in the room and he's like, I'm upset about what happened, but you're incredible. And he's in the company. Um, are we not going to talk about Cooper's ballet? Oh my God, you're right. So, okay. So we have the original ballet. Zoe takes her part in the ballet and, you know, bully for her. She she kills it. And then after this, we have Cooper's Sexy Ballet that I starts can't with you a... I just going to skip over this. There's so many unhinged moments <laughs> ballet. And it's like the longest one. You see it from like... I cannot remember what the first song was, but I remember thinking they spent money for this one. Um, oh, got a, the way you make Michael me Jackson feel. Song. Michael Jackson. Yeah. yeah. And I was like, oh, okay. I know they paid for this. You yeah, know, okay. Absolutely. Fun fact. A lot of people don't know this. On that song, I'm the one who... I I do all the spoken parts on that song. So the <laughs> go on, girl. <laughs> that's all me. That's um, all these chords. That's all you and your voice. Um yeah. Okay, hold on. Go, on, girl. Come on. Wow. <laughs> I'm trying to figure out when that song was released. Um, 92, right? I think I maybe no, I bet it's like 80 is it 89? 92? It's 92. I'm gonna stand by that. What is it? 1987. Damn! You were one year old. <laughs> Not even. Not even. No, I was a twinkle I mean, in my mom's eye. My mom and my dad were still thinking about having a baby. Oh my god! I'm so young. No, you it's were. Crazy. You were a year old because it no, was no, not yet. No, I was my November mom was like, 1987. You were over a year old. No, 1990, Mama. You gotta look at my birth certificate again. My birth certificate. <laughs> okay, sweetie. Okay, whatever you can Photoshop, I can, you know, detect. Here we Anyways. go. Rosie Redwood is 
aunt who had possession of her and raised her for a number of years coming for me. Um, so the way you make me feel, Michael Jackson, Jane's the not the wrongest Cooper... she's ever been. I was a one-year-old baby. The, the fact that Cooper um, comes onto the stage with a motorcycle is... Is, it wouldn't be allowed. Cooper, Cooper. It wouldn't be allowed. Rides, How would you do his, that? He rides on stage in a, in a, on a motorcycle, and then at one point he picks her up, and then he rides around. There's a there's a long line of a line of dancers, like ten to fifteen dancers. He rides around them from the side of the stage. Everything that happens feels like it wasn't rehearsed, and so it's like, <laughs> how did you get, like how did you get this bike? In well, here? we certainly didn't didn't get an insight into the tech rehearsal where they worked out how the motorcycle was gonna get off was stage. gonna come on stage. He starts it up. There'd be like I feel like motor oil will be all over the stage too. It would just oh be a God. disaster. So they so yeah so then all this happens and the whole ballet is basically Cooper's choreographed this ballet inspired by his relationship with his ex now Kathleen who's married to Jonathan the head of the ballet company and so it's it's all about it's him Jody and Charlie in this love triangle and 90% of the dancing is done by Cooper's character what we (laughs) what we skipped over earlier we talked about it briefly but Eric the gentleman that we mentioned earlier he hurt his foot and so he's not, he, he like broke his ankle or something. So he's not in the ballet. So he couldn't be in the ballet. This is the day before. And so. But like, I would argue that Eric would have been the star of this show had yeah, this been him. Absolutely. <laughs> and so Cooper's taken on the role. And Cooper's now playing the role in his own ballet that he choreographed. And he's wearing leather pants and he has a fake tattoo on his arm for some reason. Yeah, it's really cool. And it's like, and there's a sex scene and a bed appears on stage. There is a a full there's several full costume changes by Jody and also one like, that's full, impossible impo- more than one that's impossible because it's a full hair and makeup change too she she literally the girls are standing in one of those and this is dancer jargon for you real movers mm-hmm. out there um, so try to pay attention yeah this is she they, they're doing they're in a can-can line mm-hmm. as we call it professionally mm-hmm. and then and, they, the and then she dips down from the camera mm-hmm. and she pops up and she's in a full different outfit yep. and she's got extensions in her hair and, and a different full new colored beat, whole different shoes. makeup different point shoes and she's serving a completely all I the dancers are in different outfits all the dancers are in different outfits all the, everybody's were, everybody's in a new outfit and the audience is applauding it an hour yeah, the audience is applauding, and I'm like, what alchemy just took place on that stage? Is y'all this a magic, magic show? When is Chris point? Angel walking out Mind and freak? letting us know? <laughs> yes, because that's the only magician I know. Um, you know David Blaine. Oh, that's right. David Blaine. And then anybody else? Uh, David Copperfield, baby. But yeah, so they have their sexy dance routine, and then, you know, it's a hit. Everybody's standing ovation. Jonathan is seething, deep down inside, jealous. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, and then and then Jody goes in the room. Everybody goes in the room. They find I out their fate one by one. And then Jody walks in the room, and before anybody can speak, she's like, no, 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 no. <laughs> I have something to say. Because right before she goes in the room, Cooper pulls her aside and he says, Hey, that woman, the benefactor we were talking about earlier, is giving Cooper money to start his own ballet company, which is huge. Yeah. He runs in and he's like, She's giving me money, she's gonna fund she's gonna fund my ballet company, and I want you to be the principal. I want you to be the lead in my ballet which is company. Like, which is huge. huge. That's a huge for like an eighteen year old? What? Yeah. 
So like he tells her that. So then she goes into the room and there's they sort of try and set it up like she doesn't know what she's gonna do, but we know what's up. So yeah. Jody goes into the room to find out her fate from Juliet and Jonathan, and before anybody gets up, she goes pop 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 pop. Jody's got something to say. And do you wanna She's like, please don't <laughs> I don't wanna hear it because <laughs> For 10 years, my dream has been to be a company member or principal ballerina in American Ballet Company. And if you give me that opportunity, I spend my best years in the chorus dancing, you know, behind some beautiful prima ballerinas. And I don't think I'd have the strength to turn it down. But... (laughs) I'm going to be the principal in Cooper Nielsen's new ballet company. So take your job if it's being offered and shove it up your little tiny assholes. <laughs> That's Jody out. Okay, she doesn't say shove it up your little tiny assholes. Does she, <laughs> does she, say, does she say that I would spend the best years dancing in the chorus? Does she say that? I think she, I think she does say that at one okay. some point. Smart. I can't remember exactly because that is what they would have done. Um, uh, yeah, absolutely. Because you're still not what they want. You know what I mean? Yeah, and so I'm sure she I can find the takes, actual line, but I kind of like. She what smartly I did takes that um, takes that chance, and then we have everybody make, having a big reunion in the lobby, and we have the moment where you know Maureen confirms you know that she gave Eva that part. She was like, I knew you'd be great. And everybody mm-hmm. sort of make amends. We see that Charlie and Jody are now a couple. And then this yeah, is when we kiss. get Cooper all of a sudden sees value in Jody. And <laughs> he's like, I want to be with you now for today. And she's like, no, no, no. You were <laughs> a horrible boyfriend. <laughs> and I'm and Charlie's like, girl now. <laughs> and then <laughs> so now I've, got, I've got my consolation prize. <laughs> yeah. I'll take the weird one in the corner. Thanks very Does, much. I can't or does Charlie make the company? Charlie makes the um, American right. Ballet Company. Right. Um, and everybody. And the song I kept expecting to be the pivotal song in the movie, which is the only song I knew, doesn't come on until the credits. And which I thought song? it was going to be the big song. And we're dancing. And, and it feels all right. right. And so that's a center stage for you. And that's, that's center stage. It was a wild ride. Um, Brandon, I'd love to know, um, did you like it? Um, it was more fine than I thought it would be, and it moved quicker than I thought it would be. When it, it I saw how long quickly. it was, I was scared. And, I know, but it actually moved pretty pretty quick for the type of movie it was. And was it wasn't honestly, it wasn't um, it wasn't horrible. I thought it was yeah. going to be really horrible, and it actually wasn't. It wasn't good, but it wasn't horrible. <laughs> it was like fine, you know. It's fun, and there's some. And it moves. It really does. Like, there's a lot happening, so, like, it moves really quickly. And there's something to be said about watching people dance that is just... And there was a lot... There were stretches where it was just dancing, and that was really nice, yeah. And I'm captivated by people dancing. I, like... I I mean, I know we joke, but I always wished that, like, I could be a... Every time I see, like, these incredible dancers, I'm always like, man... I wish I could do it. I wish no, it's incredible, like, watching, yeah. like, you know, pros, like, do the thing that they, that they, they do. They're born to do. Know? Yeah. So, my second question is, would you watch this movie again? Um, 
I feel like it's a. I feel like now we've gotten so accustomed to like the cop out answer of like. I would watch you. it with you. Yeah, but I mean, yeah, I'd watch it with you if it like came on. Um, mm-hmm. But, huh? I don't know. Okay. Um. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it sucks, but it's true. With you, I'd watch it again, but I wouldn't yeah. watch this again on my own. <laughs> um. Okay. So I would love to know if you have a movie for me next week. I do. Um. I have a movie that I actually think you're really gonna love. Um. Ooh. It is a movie f- from 1996 called Watermelon Woman. I've heard of this movie, but I have never seen it. Oh, awesome. Yeah, it's actually like a really famous lesbian movie. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, this is funny. I've always felt like a bad queer woman because I've never seen this movie. Well, it does center um, the story of a POC queer woman. Mm -hmm. And I know that you white women are famous for not really making the space (laughs) in the community um, for women with my skin color. So um, I thought this would be... No, but I actually genuinely, I it's it's a really great film, and yeah. I just thought that you would really um, enjoy it, and I think it's uh, yeah, I'm excited to finally see it because I've been meaning to watch it for years, so I cannot wait. Awesome. Um, yeah. So thank you guys, thank you for listening to us um, talk about our expertise in dancing. Uh, featuring Center Stage. If you want to continue keeping in touch with us, you can find us on Instagram and Facebook at Movies We Missed and on Twitter at MWM Chat. And we will see you next week for our Watermelon Woman. Bye. Bye-bye. 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 Sounds like I smoke a pack and a half a day. Okay.